We carry on through our day as if everything is just fine. But for many of us, it's merely a mask covering up all the emotion simmering just under the surface. Welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership with Shamin Sadiq. In this program, you'll hear from others who face the same adversities in life as the rest of us. But these individuals have redirected their energies to creating extraordinary ideas and concepts. Find out what they are and what's behind the motive. Now, here is your host, Shamin Sadiq. Hello, and welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shamin Sadiq, and you're listening to us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel today. So, at the end of last week, my guest left us with a beautiful Celtic blessing. And there are two things I want to say about that to start this show. One is if you would like to receive a copy of that from her, because I know some of you are asking for it, uh, you can email her directly at d.mccrae, that's M-C-C-R-E-A, at rogers.com, and she'd be more than happy to send it to you. So the second thing I want to say about it is I was thinking about that. I was letting that Celtic blessing simmer in my pot over the week. And the very first piece of it um, has really stayed with me. Here's what she says. May all the gods that ever were bless you and yours and the courage of your purpose. And I've been thinking a lot about the courage of my purpose. Um, I've been thinking about what is it that I'm here to do? What is the current evolution of what I am here to do? And I know that there are many ways in which I'm, I'm here giving my gifts, doing what I'm here to do, and there are many things ahead for me. And as I've been considering what is ahead, this... Um, notion of stories is very present with me. So the show is called Stories from the Heart of Leadership. And I I don't think I really got this when I named the show. But stories is a big piece of my purpose. And what I mean is helping you uncover your story. So I was thinking the other day about people I've known in the past who Um, Their story is more of a victim type orientation. So they believe that bad things are going to happen. They believe that people are generally bad and out to get them. And sure enough, life ends up playing out that way. Now, I've been fortunate in the last three months to have been uh, dating someone who's not like that. His orientation is very positive, very uh, creative, as I might call it, um, in the sense that he believes good. He sees the good in things. He sees the awesomeness in things. And and his whole lens is how amazing life is and how amazing all the blessings and things that we have to be grateful for are. So I was comparing him to people I've been in relationship with in the past. And I was talking to uh, a family member about this. And she said to me, you know, actually, they're not that different. They're actually the same. And I said, well, what do you mean? And she said, well, they do the same thing. It's just that the story they tell them themselves is different. The the victim person tells a story about how how awful it is out there and it plays out that way. The uh, more optimistic person or positively oriented person tells a story about how great things are and sure enough that's how life unfolds for him. And so I was thinking about this notion of story and then I thought of my own story. What is my story and when it comes to my purpose, what is my story? And there's an old story or I'm not sure how old it is, actually. It might be current story as well. 
that says, if I claim that my work is to help people uncover their stories, then all the people who think I'm really good at corporate work or working with adults or leaders um, might go away. They might say, oh, that's too deep for us. We don't want that. We want something more corporately oriented. Uh, and, and in my mind, if they go away, that means I'm going to lose something. Something bad will happen to me. I'll lose my business or I'll lose a, a great portion of it. Um, the new story that I'm stepping into today, and I believe I've, I've been stepping into it in many, in many ways, shapes, and forms along the way, is that when I claim my purpose all the things that I need to support me will fall into place. That there'll be ease, there'll be grace. I'll be moving forward in a way that um, uh, that is in service of why I'm here. And so in thinking about this show today, um, I asked one of my clients to join me. And as I was preparing, because I'm going to play you some excerpts of our coaching work together, as I was preparing for this, I was feeling quite a bit of anxiety about, you know, what will they think when they hear how I work with someone? Mm-hmm. And, and what will they think that, oh, she's too weak, she's too deep, she's too airy-fairy, she's too whatever, I don't know what. Um, but I felt a certain amount of anxiety about exposing myself. And then, of course, uh, a fair amount of concern about what, what am I playing um, that is exposing my client. So I want to welcome my client, Donna, today to the show and say to you that she is an extremely courageous woman, not only because she's allowing me to to share some of our work together, um, but I've known her for a few years and I have seen her courage in her entire life at work at home, uh, and talk about purpose-driven, this woman is certainly that. So welcome, Donna. You're going to make me cry. (laughs) Thank you for that lovely introduction. I'm really excited to be on this show with you. And I'm so grateful that you were willing to come and join us Mm -hmm. here. So... We're going to dance together, and the way we're going to do this is I'm going to ask my engineer, Michael, to play a segment from a coaching conversation that Donna and I had some time ago. And before I before he does that, let me say a little bit just to set the stage. So, Donna, you came to me with a work-prompted agenda. And uh, within, a couple, within one phone call of us beginning our work together, it was apparent that um, whatever is happening at work has roots that extend throughout your entire life. Is that is that a fair way for me to characterize it? Absolutely. I think I've I've heard it time and again recently said the way you are in one aspect of your life is definitely the way you are in all aspects of your life. And so that that's definitely playing out for me. Yes, yes. And so on this particular call, you came um, fairly upset because you just had a disturbing interaction with your uh, family member. And uh, Mike, why don't you play the first segment? It's about three minutes long. Yeah, so what is it that's here? What is the thing that's here? I can't hear it. <laughs> you know, I love how these little thoughts just pop up. <laughs> but okay, so what's really at core here? Oh, what's really at core here is I feel. Oh, I, I, get hurt. I feel. When will things stop hurting? I feel. Yeah. 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 Well, welcome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I got to laugh. Like, oh, welcome, that's interesting, Donna. <laughs> Like there's times that 
I mean, I just said this recently. Somebody's like, I wish I could have been more strategic in my, in my job, right? Like, so what did I mean by that? I think that's exactly what, like less feeling than just in my head, right? Like, what's the way to manipulate this or to change that or what's really going on here, right? But instead, I'm in kind of like feelings, like this hurts. This doesn't feel fair. This yeah. feels overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's there's something about this whole thing about feeling. Like, so many people are in their heads and we're working with them as coaches on feeling, you know, actually. <laughs> on the other way. <laughs> and, yes, and for you, it's like, it's like, okay, now how can we, I think what we're maybe talking about is composure, because what I don't want to do is say, oh, you shouldn't Absolutely. feel. Absolutely. Let's, let's work on not feeling. That's not oh, it. Oh, sweetie, it is composure. Yes. In my last 360 leadership circle, that was yes. a really low one. Yes. Yes. So that's yes. what we're talking about here. And uh, uh, I want to be explicit about this. It's not about not feeling. Not feeling. It's about um, composure, which is really about how do I have my feelings and not let them run the show. Uh, yep, that's what it is. Yeah. There's this, um, like, there's like, the, if you think of a seesaw or a teeter totter, on one side is feeling, and then the other side is maybe thinking, you know, rational. And so, what we don't want, what we're not going for, is to have it all on the other side. Because you do that, you can do that too, right? That's when you go yep. into critical you know, harsh judgment of, of folks, that becomes very rational. Yep. So it's more about finding co- composure, perhaps, is somewhere in between, where you have enough yeah. of both, you get access to both, your feelings and your thoughts, your feelings and sort of rational thoughts, <clears throat> that you can come forward with both. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just writing this down. Feelings and thoughts. Yep. Okay. Donna, were you able to hear that? Barely. Oh, okay. Um, that's so that's what okay. You, what you did hear, does it, uh, does it ring a bell? Do you remember that oh, conversation? Yeah. 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 So, um, so you came on the call upset and uh, asking, when will this stop hurting? <laughs> what are you noticing about that now as you listen to the call? What's different, if anything? Um, so the thoughts that just popped to mind is, is that whole difference of, of, it used to be kind of a concept to me that, you know, that you can have your feelings instead of your feelings having you. Yes. I think that's what's coming up. Is yeah. that 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 ability to go, okay, it's not about not feeling anymore. It's okay to have those feelings. As a matter of fact, I've come to a place where it's, that's one of my gifts, right? That, that I can feel deeply. Yes. Um, but not have them overwhelm me. Yeah, and it's it's so interesting because so many people um, don't know what they're feeling and are working on trying to do that more. And in this conversation, we were looking at how do I how do I have them both? How do I have the feeling, but still be able to to um, not get taken by them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And um, hmm, I'm thinking about the the entire phone call because I've listened to it over and over again <laughs> the last few days, and, and you haven't. So this is this is. Uh, I want to remind you of where we went after that was um, we began to get in touch with what the feelings had to say. We had done some sort of rational exploration of, you know, what happens when someone says something? What does it evoke in you? And mm-hmm. then what do you think? And then what do you do? But then we did a, a more feeling-oriented um, exploration so that we could learn more about the feelings. And I'm not sure what to ask you at this moment about that, except to say I, I trust when we're in these conversations that whatever we talk about and wherever it goes is exactly perfect. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so the thoughts that are coming up for me is just around, I mean, underneath it all was just kind of self-belief, my belief in myself, like my mm-hmm. own foundation, um, when I lose composure, it means I've lost touch with that part of me. The part of you that knows who you really are. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And instead, I'm I'm in some kind of automatic pilot about not believing that I'm lovable, not believing that I that I'm competent, not believing that um, that I'm enough. That was certainly a big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So some of the stories that um, that we tell ourselves that keep us um, stuck in old patterns mm. are these ones about not being enough. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And now I, 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 you know, kind of that was a little while ago. I think I'm relating to those moments more as oh, there's just an old story, so it doesn't have quite the the uh, hold on me. Mm. Now that they've been exposed, right? And I can relate to them as, a, as an old story, not as my truth, not as actually who I, underneath it all, who I really am. Wonderful. Music, mm. to, my, music to my ears. <laughs> it sure feels a lot better. <laughs> um, when you think about what we've just been talking about and the reason that you came to me for this round of coaching in the first place, what connections are you making now? Sorry, you're going to have to ask me in a different way. Okay. Connections to... I'm not sure what... Yeah. Well, you came with a... Okay, let me let me pause for a second too because I don't want to get ahead of ourselves either. We have two more uh, <laughs> excerpts of that coaching session to play for our listeners, and um, we're also going to be heading into a break in a few moments. Okay. So let me say it this way: um, you came with a work uh, a work issue. Um, yes. I'm not sure what to do about this situation at work. Mm-hmm. And we found our way to composure as something to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And what does all of this mean to you today, now a few weeks after this particular conversation? Does composure and your work situation, is there any connection oh, that you've made? It's connection to all areas of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, and whether that's, you know, I mean, that particular, the one that you played was an interaction with respect to my sister, but I can think of times with my kids. I definitely at work, and I can think about times in my current job. I can think about times in my past job. 
Um, so absolutely. So it's, it's, I mean, having a handle on this is, is, I don't even say want a handle on it, like freeing myself up with it is helping me across all, all areas of my life. You know, what I'm really appreciating about what you're sharing now is that we said before this call that the reason we were doing this was not just so Shamine could show what a great coach she is. Um, which she is. A, a big, well, thank you, but it was a big concern of mine, you know, going forward. Um, and uh, we talked about how we both care so much about um, presenting this as the powerful offering that it is, mm. this work, this exploration. And when you say that it touches all elements of your life, looking at, you know, something that comes up just because you had an interaction with your sister that left you in tears, we find some nugget to pay attention to that relates to every part of your life is exactly um, why I think this is so important. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. So thank you for, for bringing that here to the conversation and and um, helping me pick up the thread again of where we're at with this. So we're about to take a break from Stories from the Heart of Leadership. We're here uh, experiencing leadership coaching, but really uh, exploring the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves, about each other, and about how the world works. And my courageous client, Donna, joins me. Uh, we'll be back right after the break. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Could your business be doing better? In today's economy, results are dependent on your leaders. And you know effective leaders outperform ineffective leaders every time. The Leadership Circle Profile Assessment enhances effectiveness in leadership. It's the only 360 that reveals what's going on with your manager, why it's happening, and what actions to take for positive change. Want to improve business? We have the system and the breakthrough tools to make it happen. For a free demo, visit theleadershipcircle.com. Get ahead in business and life. Read Getting It Done, 1,000 of the Best-Kept Secrets for Success in Business and Life by John Capozzi. Learn how John, a successful Connecticut businessman, obtained 13 corporate promotions in 13 years. This book makes a fantastic gift for anyone who wants to get ahead in business. Voice America will donate a portion of every copy sold to the USO. Visit gettingitdone.com and enter promo code VA1234 at checkout to get a 10% discount. That's gettingitdone.com, promo code VA1234 for a 10% discount today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shameen an email. Her email address is shameen at anjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I leadership.com. Now, back to stories from the heart of leadership. 
Welcome back. This is Shamin Sadek, and I'm here with my client, Donna. And before we jump back into the conversation that we're having about coaching and the, and the value of, of uh, exploring our stories, I want to acknowledge my sponsors. I feel very fortunate to have three amazing sponsors for Stories from the Heart of Leadership. And so uh, the first one is the Leadership Circle and the Full Circle Group. Um, an organization that I'm so very proud to be uh, part of and to partner with uh, in this endeavor and on many of our other endeavors together. And the other two are two individual um, leadership coaches who I am also very blessed to be in relationship with. Uh, First is Jim Anderson, and you can find him at www.fit2lead.com. That's F-I-T-T-O-L-E-A-D.com. And the second is Dan Holden, and you can find him at DanielHoldenAssociates.com. So thank you to all my sponsors for your partnership and support. Uh, Donna, we were just talking about how this work of exploring these deeper stories, stories that may be so deep under the surface that we don't even know they're there, um, can touch and impact all different aspects of our lives and I've got a second segment to play it's about three and a half minutes long and let's listen to that together and then we'll talk about what happened great and I said the same thing you know like having to cheat on I just remember once having to cheat on a task because I was so anxious about not getting it right I'm tired of not getting it right I just hit that stuff, which I didn't even know was there, by the way. Until somebody called when my deficit's cute. Was, um, when, you could just reflect back on that time when you had to cheat because you were so tired. What was the, um, consequence of getting it wrong? Of, of oh, somebody caught me. Oh, the consequence of getting it wrong? Yeah, getting it wrong before the cheating. <sighs> Oh, I think, I think it, again, it was back to just proof that I'm stupid. I lived so much of my yeah. life as feeling stupid. Yeah. I could never memorize my timetables and had to go to special class. And I remember the teacher being frustrated with me. It's like, okay, I don't know if it's a short-term memory thing, but I just can't do this. Mm. <sighs> Like I say that now, like, damn, it's like, I don't know why I can't get it. And <laughs> she's getting yeah. frustrated with me. Yeah. There weren't a lot of patient people around for you, were there? No. Yeah. It reminds me of um, my brother was left-handed, and they try to force force oh. him right with your right hand if you were left-handed in those days. There just wasn't a lot of patience. There wasn't a lot of compassion, and uh, it makes me angry to think about all these adults who were around you that were not taking care. No. No. 
Yeah. So then she comes along and <clears throat> sort of pokes at the embers of that fire. Well, I think you just you just hit the nail on the head. She was not compassionate at all. Yeah. There was no compassion or empathy there. Yeah. Like the first time when I said I don't find it's cute, response was like, "Wow, oh, I'm sorry." What's going on for you? That would have been compassionate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what you would have liked was that she asked you a question about it instead of asserting her take on it. Okay. Thanks, Michael, for that. Donna, um, this was a particularly tender part of the conversation. Yes. (laughs) This is where I, I, as I was preparing these segments, I thought, oh, I'm not sure, should I share this? And so I just want to, you know, again, say I I hold this all with such tenderness Mm -hmm. and, and appreciation for your willingness to share this little piece of, you know, slice into this big uh, journey that you're in. Hmm. And in for me in this segment, it was as if we were joined by this this little girl part of you, um, little girl that had lived through um, struggling in certain areas at school and impatient people around who couldn't who couldn't ad- adapt weren't agile enough to adapt their strategies to meet you where you were. Yes. Hmm. And I feel like this um, this little girl voice, part of you, joined us there on the call to say, what about me? Where do I fit into all of this? When can it be about me instead of about all of you? And, and definitely a, a theme from my earlier life. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of, it's funny, I'm not, in listening to it now, what what came up for me was more like your ability in that call to hold the space for that little girl to show up and the power of of being witnessed. Mm. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I love that the, the dance that you and I are doing here live on the radio and um, I, before the call, we connected, at, you know, about 15 or 20 minutes before our start time and when we were, when we were sort of casting our um, intentions for this and asking for guidance and to be held in a container with, you know, each other for this conversation, I, I felt myself brought to tears and I said to you, you know, whatever happens on air is fine. If I start crying, it's all good. <laughs> and so I feel that uh, I'm not crying yet, but who knows what could happen here on Stories from the Heart of Leadership. <laughs> Edgier things have happened. So, um, but it's it's really for me. Um, that's that's what I 
want. That's what mm-hmm. I want is, is for me and you and me and anyone that I'm working with to co-create this safe space within which um, anything can come, anything can arise. Any part of your life is, is um, safe to bring to the conversation to take a look at together. And mm-hmm. that you felt witnessed is, um, you know, I just, I, I'm so happy because that, that is my intention. So thank you for saying that. Mm. Well, that was definitely what was coming up as I was re-listening. I mean, so that I, could, I wasn't in it as much and could just yeah. hear it. And it was like, wow. And it was through that, I mean, I think it was through that process that because I felt held and witnessed and understood seen, heard, validated, that that part healed, you know, a little piece of that healed. Mm. And the more adult piece could, therefore, take another step forward. Wow. Wow. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Incredible. You know, (laughs) that's what I have it. You know, I'm sitting here thinking that, you know, even when you asked me to come on this show at first, it was like, well, I'm doing the show leadership. It's like, you're asking me? I'm not a leader. (laughs) Too much when I thought about it, you know, we had this conversation about how we define leaders, right? How you define leaders. And certainly what I'm stepping into is that, you know, we all are leaders in our lives in different ways. Um, But I think what I I find amazing working with you is, is... you know, lots of time people think it's about skills and abilities, right? And yeah, that, that has a place, but there's also this other piece of all of these things that are going on that we're not even aware of, and but through this coaching process, they got brought up, and they're just, we're freer. I'm freer to be a better mother, a better colleague, a better sister, a better employee. And to continue walking forward towards... Um, the purpose that you know you're here for too. I mean, we lived it in many, many different ways. And, and just as I was saying at the beginning that there's more for me to step into, there are new things or broadening of things or, you know, additional um, things to step into. The same is true for you. Mm-hmm. And what, yes. And what, what warms my heart more than anything is to know that our conversations together have contributed to that freeing mm. so that you can walk towards everything, everything that you deserve, everything that's here for you. Yes. Wow. And I, and I do see more possibilities than I've ever seen before. Mm. Yeah. S- say a little bit more about that. I mean, what what has... What possibilities do you see uh, that you're willing to share, and how has this freedom contributed to being able to see them? I probably had a certain mindset around, you know, that, that this is the type of work I had to do to figure out. And now, like I, before I had it, that I had to fit in. Oh, right? I okay. had to fit into a particular culture. I had to make that work. Um, and I don't have that anymore. Like I have, I have to be me. I have to, I have to, I can no longer, I think we said this in one of our coaching quite recently. He said to me, I can no longer not do what I came here to do. 
<laughs> and that's just yes. now for me, like when you first said it, it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, and now it's like, of course. Of course. Yeah. Wow. I have gifts. I have talents. That, and, and, and a purpose of, that is just so compelling for me now when I tap into it and uh, allow the full expression of who I am. Like who I really am, not not the wounded child part of me, the scared person that right. So and now I'm like, wow, how can how can I do this? How can I create this type of living and being and working in the world that is an expression of who I am and a contribution to others instead of trying to fit in, which was so painful, so painful. No, I just lit up. Um, Deborah last week, my guest last week, talked about um, like an elephant trying to get in, fit into skinny jeans. <laughs> and when you talk about trying to fit in, and not that you're an elephant, but you know, to say that like that trying to con- contract yourself or constrict yourself or make yourself smaller so you can fit. And that's what is, I was doing. Yeah. That was exactly what I was doing. Not understanding that was what I was doing, but now definitely understand that that's what I was doing. It was very painful. Mm. And what, can you put your finger on the story that you have shifted that has freed you? If there was one, and I'm sure there are more than, there's mm-hmm. more than one story, but which, which one would you point to right now? Oh my goodness. Okay, probably the biggest one is mm-hmm. like just I um, I couldn't make it on my own. Like I didn't, I I, I wasn't, I didn't have an, I I, I wasn't um, skilled enough. I didn't have enough knowledge yet. I didn't have the right credentials. I had you know more to do, more to learn, etc. And it's probably now just letting go of that story and and I I am enough now. <laughs> that's the now, new story that's the new story I, and not that you know not that there isn't a lot more I'm curious about and want to learn and you know absolutely that's just the kind of mind I now understand I have it's very curious about people it's curious about systems it's curious about spiritual practice like that's where I am and that's and I'm enough now. it's it's so beautiful to be able to integrate both because I think sometimes when we believe um, there's a sort of a black and whiteness to the old story, which is, you know, I'm, I don't have the right credentials. Um, I can't do it because I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have an MBA. I don't have whatever, you know, everybody's right. got a story about what their, their deficits are and what they're missing. Um, and then to be able to say, instead of saying, well, yeah, I, I don't need any of that. I'm good as I am. That's great. That's like huge, huge. And then to be able to say, and I love learning. So I'll take more courses as I go along or I'll, I'll, I'll engage in formal learning and informal learning. I'll find things to do because I am naturally curious and I want to learn more. But no longer do those pieces of paper that I get at the end of those courses define who I am. Yes. So you can exactly. have both. You can have the learning that you enjoy and love, but you're not um, held hostage. Exactly. From your from your vision, because you don't have enough of those pieces of paper or certain ones. 
Well, I actually realized that if I was going, if I was still on that train, I would never. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I finally got that. It's like, oh my gosh, I'd come up with something else that I needed to learn before, you know? Like, if, you know, if I stayed on that train, I was never, ever going to get off of it. I was never going to be enough. And now, just to claim that I'm enough. And I'll keep learning. Beautiful. Beautiful. And when I'm just being, like, who I am and contributing, then, you know, after that, you know, that particular coach call was interesting how, you know, things would cross my path. And I'd, you know, I was, I am taking one particular course right now, working with a partner on something. And then afterwards, she said to me, what is it that you want to do? You want to do leadership coaching? Geez, you're a really good personal coach. It's like, really? Oh, okay. Thank you. (laughs) That's so funny that there's the there's a theme here, right? That we think it, you know it has to look this way, um, but it could look this way too. Right. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. Um, oh, I had something else that was so brilliant that I was going to say, and it's completely gone from my mind right now, but I'm sure it will come back. Uh, what? Tell us in in we've got about a minute until we go to a break. What is your purpose? If you could say it in one or two sentences, what's your sense of this purpose that you are now free to step into more fully now? I don't know if that... Okay. Um, I don't think it's really changed. I just think I believe it more. It's, it's, uh-huh. Yeah, it's something around creating spaces and places where people can be who they truly are. Feel safe contributing their gifts and talents and receiving the gifts and talents of others. That is so powerful and Mm. a testament to your own journey. Mm. Absolutely. Beautiful. And I, you know, I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but that's certainly what's propelling me forward. Oh, Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, we're going to go to a break, and when we come back, we'll listen to uh, another segment from that coaching session. I'm joined with my client, Donna, here on Stories from the Heart of Leadership. This is Shamin Sadiq, and we'll be back in a moment. Making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. What does success mean to you? Is it being just like the person on the other side of the fence where the grass is supposedly greener? We harbor too many feelings of envy and suppressed anger targeted at others, and it's holding us back from our success. Tune in to Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. Just by listening, you'll be empowered to make positive lifestyle changes to live the successful life that you deserve to live. Wealthy Thoughts can be heard every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Could your business be doing better? In today's economy, results are dependent on your leaders. And you know effective leaders outperform ineffective leaders every time. The Leadership Circle Profile Assessment enhances effectiveness in leadership. It's the only 360 that reveals what's going on with your manager, why it's happening, and what actions to take for positive change. Want to improve business? We have the system and the breakthrough tools to make it happen. For a free demo, visit theleadershipcircle.com. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. Her email address is shamin at anjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I Leadership.com. Now, back to stories from the heart of leadership. Welcome back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm Shamin Sadik, your host, and we're here with my client, Donna. Uh, we were talking over the break about, um, uh, I was talking over the break, actually, with Donna about how hard it is for me to sometimes um, sit in the acknowledgement of the power or the impact of my work. And so when Donna has been talking about, you know, the, the things that are great about me, I tend to want to quickly shift the focus back to her so that I don't have to feel this discomfort. So, um, so I'm just acknowledging that that's what I'm, that's what I'm sitting with in this, uh, on this show today, but also that I'm giving it a try and I'm, I'm going to allow myself to tolerate the discomfort for longer and longer periods at a time. Um, and one of the things that I, I do, I do find it more difficult to promote my own work than to promote others' work. And so let me talk about two events that are coming up soon that are um, Power Circles, which is a program that is uniquely um, designed by me, uh, designed by me and my, my inner and outer team. I'm going to be holding a public power circle in Toronto on April 26th, and this is uh, late breaking news, or not late breaking, but um, new breaking news, is May 6th in Chicago. So if you're interested in either of those gatherings, please send me an email. It's shameen, S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N, at anjaliLeadership.com. That's A-N-J-A-L-I, leadership.com. The other thing is I consistently forget on my show to talk about how to get in touch with me. So that's one way by email. Another is to connect with me on LinkedIn. And another is to join me on Twitter at Shamin Sadik. As well, I have an e-newsletter that I write about once a month. And you can sign up for that on my website at anjaliLeadership.com. So there we go. In the spirit of uh, promoting myself, there you have it. So, Donna, we have another segment to play, and it's about five minutes long. So, Mike, uh, why don't you play it for us, please? This thing about Teflon, it's, um, it's interesting. I mean, I, the essence of it is, wouldn't it be nice to, to be able to let some of that stuff just bounce off or slide off? So well, that that's exactly, just, kind of where I came in, right? Or what yeah. I said to my therapist. Like, I, like, when can I just be strategic? When, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I get that doesn't mean not to feel. Right. <laughs> or, or not to not be a nice person anymore. Right. Because that's, like, okay, that's just who I am. But also, I just don't want it hitting my core anymore. There's, um, there's a theme that I'm noticing about this day. Um, and the theme is simplicity. So this is my theme for the day, not not necessarily yours, but yeah. the theme. My coach. Oh, I've been wanting that. Oh, uh, yes. Simplicity. Simplicity. What ease? What's the simplest thing that you could do to build 
a little bit more of a bubble. I'm going to call it a bubble Hmm. because I don't want to call it Teflon or armor because that has a different connotation. Yeah, no, no, I like bubble. The other extreme, so a bubble, like a permeable bubble, like a bubble that Hmm. lets good things in but also can let some of the tension and bad stuff out. So it's not a membrane that is thick and and impermeable. It's one that Hmm. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, Shamin. That that has enough of um, a boundary between you and this stuff, between you and the the uncompassionate, unaware, unconscious people that you don't have to be making meaning out of what they're doing in a way that says something about you. Or that I have to fix it, because that's part of it too, right? Even with my sisters, like, it's like, I think it's up to me. Yes. Yeah. To fix it. Yeah. And it, and it isn't. Like, and that's, that's, their that's stuff. the defending part, right? That, that, yeah. Like, okay, I, I mean, it's almost like you've become the spokesperson for all of the wronged people in the world, or all of the wrongs, you know, and you have to show them the right way. And then you go to the critical place where, well, she's obviously not capable. You know, when maybe she just fucked up. The simplest thing that I can offer you is I'm enough. I'm laughing because I think it's funny. I just finished reading a book when you think you're not enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, which is, I mean, I picked it up because the title called to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that title would call to most of us. Mm. You know, what, 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 the work that you're doing here is not just about you. Mm. Uh, I just, I just realized. I mean, this is this is reflected in all all humans, mm-hmm. and no wonder that book called to you because it would call to me and and many others too. Because I believe that there's some sense of inadequacy that most of us walk around with that is so so deep within us, such an old story that came from so long ago, manifests in different ways in different people. But even your sister is walking around with some version of that. I'm absolutely, sure. yeah. And so the the point is, um, like, there's a time and place for, you know, acknowledging that she's got her own stuff going on. And, and I, I don't really want to put a lot of energy there no. yet. But the, the point for me is when you believe that you're not enough, or you believe that, yeah, when you believe that you're not enough, then this stuff sticks. When you believe that you are, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to. And that's the simplest conceptual way I have of saying it. I like it. <laughs> I love the simplicity of it. Yeah. And there's no analyzing. There's no, it's just the, 
Yeah. Going into story or... Right. And, you know, <sighs> it, it, it seems perfect because of this uh, composure scale that we're, that we're working with today. It seems somehow uh, enough to say, you are enough. And what would life be like if that was the story? Thanks, Mike. So, what would life be like with the story, I am enough, under your feet? What are you noticing about that now, having heard that segment, Donna? Hmm. Um, I think what I'm noticing is, like, I feel, um, like that was a long, not a long time ago, but it's like, okay, I'm, that's not the place I'm in anymore yeah. right now. Yeah. Like, I really am. I, I, what I do recall after that story you request that I put it on post-it notes, I am enough all around my house. Right. <laughs> and I did that. Um, and then I added a couple more. Um, I added I am lovable um, a couple of days later. My children were getting quite a kick out of this, <laughs> <laughs> including leaving me little notes saying, you are lovable, I love you very much. Oh, um, oh I love that. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> um, that I just needed those around for a little while. I mean, that's why I loved that structure, that suggestion that that I that I needed that for a little while as to remind myself. And and I and I don't need them as much anymore. Like I'm I'm coming more like that is more solid. My core. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This this issue of what's at core has been um, uh, a big one for me, and I, I I'm drawing attention to it because you just used that language, and I uh, had a call with another client earlier today where we were talking about this, and I know that I I needed I needed to get clear about this myself uh, and continue to remind myself of this. See, what I believe is at core is that we are enough. I believe that in our core, at our essence, at the very uh, trueness of ourselves, we are enough. We are enough. We deserve. um, We are lovable. We are good. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we sometimes mistake the foundation that has been built for us or that we've built for our core. And so when we have these old stories about... um, you know, I'm stupid, I'm not lovable, I'm not enough, I, I will never be enough, or I am my achievements, or whatever our our belief is, we sometimes believe that that's what's at our core. When what I, what I like to think about that is that's the foundation that we've built our life on, <laughs> or one of the pieces of the foundation that we've built our life on. And in some ways, you know, believing that Sometimes, you know, if you believe you're not enough, it can be very motivational at certain points in your life to kind of help you try and overcome that. And so there's a reason why we built our, our foundation with these beliefs, but, but they are not us. They are mm-hmm. not our core. They are not who we really are. They're just stories that we tell ourselves. And so um, if we can replace those stories with, once we, once we realize that those stories aren't working so well, as we inevitably do, um, life usually brings us the opportunity to see that that story has outlived its utility, then we can install a new one. We can build mm-hmm. our foundation, fortify it with some better stories. 
And one of those stories is, is what is, what is true about us all is that we are enough. Mm. I agree. (laughs) And, um, uh, I was thinking about, there was another part of the call that I chose not to play. Uh, I'm not sure why I chose not to play it. I think I felt actually that I felt a bit too vulnerable to play it, but I am going to say it now, which is my wish for, you know, that little girl that came and showed herself in the call and the little girl and boy in all of us and the little girls and boys that, you know, walk on this planet. My wish for all of us is that we would know that, Mm -hmm. that we would have some way to remember that we are we are good. We are enough. We are important. We do matter. We have value. I want that for all of us. I want us to know that. I want us to remember that. And I know we forget. And sometimes when we're young, and this was this was part of your story, people around us didn't, I don't know if they didn't know or if they didn't have someone to remind them. Yeah. So they couldn't remind us. And my deepest yearning is that we all know that we are enough (sighs) and when I think about you know who I am and why I'm here which is where we started on this phone call it is for that it might look differently you know in different scenarios and in different venues and audiences and and so on but essentially that's what I care most about And not that we know it as a concept, but that we actually know it in our bones. Mm. Which is what you and I have been working on. And what I work on with Deborah and others, you know, who I work with, who support me. And what I'm working on with most of the people that I work with. (sighs) Mm. So... I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being willing to dance with me here today, Donna. It has been such a privilege and such an honor. Well, my thanks to you both for inviting me to be part of this and just being just the most amazing coach. You've just Mm -hmm. helped me so much, and I am in deep gratitude to you. Thank you. Thank you, Mm -hmm. Donna. And listeners, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, Here's what I want you to let simmer in the pot. What is the story you are telling yourself? How does it serve you in moving towards what you say you want? And how does it not? Let that simmer and see what you come up with. And of course, if you want to share with me, I'm more than delighted to receive your emails. So with that, We'll bring this episode of Stories from the Heart of Leadership to a close. Thank you so much and look forward to next time. Thank you so much for joining us today for Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Shamin Sadiq will be back next Monday with another extraordinary guest at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll come back as well. Have a terrific week, and remember, you are not alone.